Welcome to In Real Motherhood. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Emma. We are two moms that bonded over searching for living more meaningful lives within the chaos of motherhood. Each week as we chat over coffee, we share the messy, unfiltered reality of mom life and tips on how you can find more meaning in your life too. So grab your coffee, pull up a chair, and let's go. Welcome back to In Real Motherhood. I We always say it's a special episode, but it, it always is. There's something special in every time we talk. And today I have my very own podcasting mic because I have heard feedback that Emma is so clear and I am not. So hopefully <laughs> hopefully this is the answer and this is it. I feel so official, official, um, but it's the small things, right? Like you got to celebrate those little things. So that's why that's the special of today's episode is that I am coming to you from my closet, but with my very own podcasting mic. So yeah. And I think that that's cool because I feel like when I listen, I'm a lot louder and I know that I'm a louder human just in general, but I, I wonder if our volumes will be similar as well as clarity. I don't know. Are you telling me I need to speak louder or what? <laughs> no, I just, when I hear it, I'm like, why am I yelling? Why am I always yelling? Yeah. Well, I always like, I feel like for me, I always like, like I was always away from my phone a little bit more or the computer just because I didn't want like, cause I knew that there was a sound difference, like the quality. So I'm like, okay, if I'm maybe not as close, there won't be as much feedback. So maybe it was person, you know, like I, purposefully was not as loud as you, but now I'm like, okay, well maybe now that I have my own microphone and I will sound just as good as Emma, maybe I'll be as loud. I don't know, but I'm, I'm just in general. I'm not that I'm not, I don't know. I mean, you know, you met me in person twice now. Am I, I'm not really that loud. You're not as loud as me. I'm just in general loud. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is so funny. I always think about that. I know this is not off on topic at all, but I always think it's funny. Like we're both Enneagram eights and we're very similar, but we also have some serious differences, which is, I mean, great because obviously the world would be boring if we were all the same, but it just cracks me up because I'm always like, oh, we're so similar. And then you say something, I'm like, wow, we're so different. (laughs) (laughs) We're similar where it matters. And then different that is like, it's a good balance. Yeah. And then going into even more off topic, it's just, it's good to have different opinions and different perspectives and always being open to hearing those because you know, you learn so much if you're open and, you know, wanting to learn more and experience different opinions. Like that's how you gather data and grow, I think, as a human being. Anyways, totally off topic. (laughs) What are we really talking about today? (laughs) All right. We are going to talk about when you've lost yourself in motherhood. And Mm. the reason we're going to talk about this is because when Lindsay and Lindsay, the two Lindsays, and I went uh, together to Arizona, we were talking about having moments of thinking, who am I? What am I doing here? (laughs) And we are going to talk about when you find yourself wondering, who am I? What am I doing? What do I enjoy outside of being a mom? Then it's clear that you are able to take time to reinvent yourself but also set the stage for who you want to grow into and become. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a hard question. Like I, you know, and it, it varies too, like where you are in your motherhood journey. Like that's why I think it's interesting, you know, like Emma and I are 10 years, 10, 11 years apart, but we're both, you know, in motherhood and, um, and it still feels like, even though we have that gap, like we're still going through the same thing of like, okay, we're in the motherhood thing. And, you know, that defines you for so long. And then you're still left wondering, you know, who am I? 
you know, what do I want to be? Like, I have that, I have those thoughts every day. Like, what am I doing with my life? Who am I? What do I like? Cause you know, people are like, Oh, what are your goals? Or, you know, what do you, what do you want to do? You know, what drives you? And it's like, sometimes I just don't know. It's such a hard question. Um, especially when a lot of times in motherhood, you feel like you're just kind of surviving, um, day to day. So it's really hard to, to stop and think about like what, you know, what brings me joy? What do I really want to be? You know, what, what is my purpose? Like, it's a hard question for sure. I think a big part of it is when we were young, we romanticized getting married, having kids, having the home life, like dinners at night, like, you know, helping our kids with homework. Like we romanticized that portion. It was, uh, it was a dream of ours, right? Like I could not wait to be a mom. And I just thought like, I'm going to be the most incredible mom. I'm going to do all the things that like, I wish that I had had. And although I am doing those things and checking those boxes, we were, when you romanticize something for so long, you're like, oh, wow. Like it's a little less romantic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and plus when you're little, you don't realize like, there's the romantic part of it, like it, all that beautiful picture of how you think it should be, but there's all the stuff that nobody talks about behind the scenes, like the stresses, you know, like, you know, having a job or, you know, paying the bills, keeping a house clean, you know, wondering about X, like there's just, there's all the outside stressors that you don't include in your romanticizing of your life. You know, when you're younger, you don't think about that and nobody really talks about it. And I think that's one of those things that I've seen more people pushing about, like, you know, when you're going to high school and stuff like that, like nobody talks about doing your taxes or, you know, paying bills. Like they don't teach you that stuff. And like, that's the life stuff that we need to be taught because like they send you off to college and you're like, pick your career at 18. And you're like, I don't know what I want to do. And then nobody talks about how hard it is when you decide to start a family, like how the imp- that impacts you. And even though we strive for equality between men and women, there's just, it's never going to be the same because men don't have to take time off to have babies. Right. Like, I mean, I know there are men that take time off um, parental leave and stuff, but it's different. Like your career comes to a halt um, speaking from personal experience, um, because all of a sudden you have this other responsibility and this desire to be a mom and not just be a career person. And that's not true for everybody. And, and there's no right or wrong answer there. I'm not saying like, if you want a career, like that's awesome and stuff, but there's that disconnect between, you know, wanting to be there for your kids and also wanting to drive for a career. And there's just, there's no, there's no way to have both really well, you know, like you can't have both successfully. I mean, maybe there are people, but then you're superhuman and all, you know, I'm <laughs> proud and happy for you, but like, tell us your secrets, but like, really it's yeah. so hard. Yeah. And I think for me, I decided to stay home as a stay at home mom, because I felt like I wouldn't be great at both. I felt like I would be I just knew myself, like I want to go all in with my career. And I knew that if I, if I was continuing to work, then I would be taking away a lot of energy that I wanted to be present for my kids um, during this, this really young time of their life. And so there are definitely times where I look at my friends who were working in the company that I was working in. I'm like, Oh, look at what they're doing now. Like, you know, all this FOMO, Mm -hmm. So it does take a minute to, to check yourself and be like, but you know, 
on the other hand, I'm getting time with my kids that I, I wouldn't. So I think no matter what perspective you're coming from, the reality of motherhood is someone is going to be looking at you saying, I wish I could stay home or I wish I could go to work or I wish I could do something in between. And so there's no right or wrong answer. It's mm-hmm. just dealing with your feelings about it and the story that you're telling yourself about your role as a mom. Yeah. And so I had posted yesterday on my Instagram about this thought of reinventing yourself. And I had this interesting moment happen when I was in Arizona because I lived in Arizona for a long time. And so I was able to see my friends that I essentially grew up with and kind of circle back with that. I went to my hometown where I went to high school and we walked into this cafe that I worked in all throughout high school and like the same people are working there. And uh, I just thought, wow, imagine if like I was still working at the same bagel cafe, like, you know, it'd be an accomplishment, right? Like you worked at the same place for, for 20 years. Like that's awesome. The longevity of that, the consistency of that. But then I just thought of how much I've grown as a human for taking chances and risks and being uncomfortable, meeting new people. And so just had a moment where I was thankful that I took chances to travel and to meet my husband and move. And I just, it was clarity that I don't want to go back to living that life uh, that sometimes I also romanticize. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's hard. uh, Well, let me gather my thoughts here, but like, you know, thinking back to your like earlier years, like twenties or whatever, I mean, you're still in your twenties, but whatever, when you were younger thinking, Oh, that was so much easier. You know, I didn't have responsibilities and it was so fun and I got to do all these things. But then you, I mean, for you to go back and get that perspective of like, okay, but if I like, it's not, it's not as great as I thought it was maybe, I mean, that's not always the case, but like, you know, thinking back and going to visit and actually seeing people that are still kind of stagnant and thinking, you know, is that really what I wanted? But no, you, you said yes to opportunities and it led you to this point and to be able to go back and get that perspective is pretty cool. Yeah. So we're going to give you some tips on what you can do if you are having these same thoughts that we, 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 we just went over. Um, and the first <laughs> thing is figuring out who you are not. And this one I love because in a world of social media, we as humans find ourselves mindlessly scrolling, looking at a highlight reel. And it's very easy to get stuck in this trap of like, oh, I wish that I could be that person or they look like they have it all together. And I found myself watching someone's Instagram story and they're putting on fake lashes and they put on the lashes and they look so good and put together. And then they're, they're talking about their spray tan and then they're showing their nails. And I was like, oh, like, I just wish that that was me, right? Like that looks so good. I'll put together. And then I thought that I would not enjoy that. That is not me. I do not want to spend the time to do that. It doesn't spark joy for me. I thought of breaking it down. I'm like, whenever I've done a spray tan or a self tan, it never comes out the way that I thought it would be. My, my lashes, I've tried using glue one time. It like, it's just not for me. And so when you can (laughs) unpack that and think like, that's not me. So who am I? I like to not wear makeup. I like to have my own lashes and and that there's nothing wrong with either or, but just figuring out when you figure out who you aren't, Mm -hmm. then you can figure out who you are and just sit in that, like own that a hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. And this is funny because this is definitely something that we're very similar on. Like I have embraced like no makeup. Like, I just feel like my skin feels better and I don't need, like, I look back at pictures and I'm like, wow, what was I hiding? You know, just that kind of stuff. Um, 
I don't really enjoy getting my nails done, but I will occasionally just because like I got mine done recently, but I'm like, my cuticles have never looked better, but like, that's what I look at. I'm like, I'm not excited about the nail polish. I'm like, dang, my cuticles look good, <laughs> but I went cause I Reese wanted to get her nails done, which is something that I want to do for her. Um, but like I, in that perspective, like I scroll and I'm like, look at all these people with these cute outfits. And, you know, like they buy these really cute dresses and, and I am not that person. Like I despise wearing dresses. I don't like dressing up at all. Like I literally, like, it makes me mad to have to put on a dress. I don't know why. Like, I just, I don't like it. I've never enjoyed it. I don't like high heels. I've never at all. And so I'm like, I look at all these outfits. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. And then I like, you know, I I, you know, swipe up and I look at links and I'm like, oh, that's cute. I'm like, I would never wear that ever. (laughs) And it's kind of freeing to know that like, I'm not going to spend money on that, but I guess it's just, I'm, I'm just a casual kind of girl. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that what what we could do is just rock that. Like if you're a casual person, like what do you wear when you Mm -hmm. go out and you, somebody else would typically put on a dress and you don't want to like own that rock that that's who you are. Yeah. Same thing with my hair. Like I, everyone's like, you don't even like, I don't, I haven't gotten my hair cut in two and a half years. Okay. That's one. And I haven't colored my hair since college. So we're going on, you know, like 20 years. Wow. <laughs> um, and it's just, I mean, like, I like the thought of sitting in a chair to get my hair colored or even go get it cut. It just, I it don't like it. I don't know. Like I need a haircut really bad, but all I do is procrastinate scheduling. Cause like, it just, it doesn't spark joy for me. I don't know. And I know I need a little trim, but <laughs> I don't know. Your hair is so long and beautiful and I'm growing mine out just to be just like you. <laughs> oh, yay. I love that for you. I like your hair. I mean, I like, I like your hair long and short. Like people like said when I chopped mine off and donated it, everyone's like, oh, I love your short hair. But like, I did not like it. Um, so, uh, but you know, it's, I don't do it for other people. I do it for me. Right. Sure. Totally. But that has taken a long time because people would be like, oh, do this, do that. And then, I don't know. I yeah, we have so much pressure to be like other people in society, especially with social media now too. And like, I think about that a lot with, you know, having a daughter, um, just, you know, right now, like she's such a free spirit. Like if she, she wants to pick out her outfits and she doesn't match and all this stuff. And I'm just like, whatever you want to wear, like, I don't question it. I let her be a free spirit in that way because I want her to be able to express herself that way. And I think, it's good to start that at a young age. And that was like off tangent, but it just came to mind. Cause I was thinking about, you know, me thinking, oh, I need to wear this or that to fit in, in high school and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't want, I don't want that for Reese. I want her to be who she is, you know? That's beautiful to think about that. You are, you are embracing yourself who that is and allowing space for Reese to do that too. And Graham and um, we're, you're modeling that be behavior and, and characteristic. And I think that's going to go a long way. Yeah. The second tip that we have is to think about what do you miss from your previous life? So is there something that when you think back to this person that you used to be, is there anything that you used to do or a hobby that you had that you miss that you long for? Um, Some examples are, did you travel a lot? Did you go on like wine tasting things with your husband and you miss that? Were you, did, are you someone who knits or crochets or did yoga classes? What are th- hobbies or things that you did that you enjoy and miss? And for me, I don't really know. <laughs> I guess traveling and like being social is what I missed a lot. Yeah. Well, 
you're starting. I mean, you started by taking your kids on a trip and then we have plans to do more of that. And I think it gets easier. Like travel has always been a thing for me, but we just basically, that's the one thing that we just started right away. Like Graham took his first trip at four months old. So we just take him along. Um, it's not the same, like it's not as relaxing, like it's definitely kids centric, but I also feel like you make it what it is, right? Because I can think, oh, all we're doing is, you know, catering to the kids, but I can also think, okay, well, I'm not at work and I'm with my family and we're spending this extra time. So I don't know. I don't really know what I miss. I think the only thing that I like really truly identified with before having kids was like, I used to go to spin classes like at a gym and I had friends and it was social in that aspect. And I think that's really the only thing that I kind of miss. Um, that's the only thing that comes to mind. I don't know. I'm like, mm -hmm. who am I? I don't know who I like, but I think also that is telling for both of us. Cause I kind of feel like that means that we have processed, uh, who we were and who we are now. And I think we've come to a reconciliation and that we're not um, lamenting this person we used to be. I feel like we're finding joy in who we are now and who we get to be. So I, you know, that's part of the process, but I think you and I have maybe uh, done a lot of work to get there um, that maybe most people haven't done yet. So totally. And when you think about this concept of there's something I'll give an example of if you were someone who backpacked through Europe multiple times before kids, and that's not necessarily realistic in your life right now. It's not having that desire to be so extreme and, and get back to that. But the thought of maybe you can do a day trip to somewhere you've never been before and just experience that or um, you go out of your way to say once a month, just my husband and I are going to go to a new restaurant and try food that we wouldn't typically. And so it doesn't have to be this like grand thing that you do, but just tapping into that part of you that sparked joy before and incorporating that regularly in your life so that you're not longing for that identity that you had before becoming a mom. Yeah. So that's our second tip. I and love that. <laughs> third one. Yeah. Our third one is do something uncomfortable. So you're going to test the boundaries of your comfort zone. And the reason this is so important is because this is going to give you something to look forward to something to pour into outside of mom life. And in doing that, you're going to gain incredible self-confidence because you're testing those boundaries of your comfort zone. Lindsay, do you want to give an example of what you are doing or have done to test your boundaries? I don't know why you put me on the spot. Well, um, well, you know. I did that for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was your hint. I know. Yes. Emma asked me to do a podcast and I literally said, hell no. <laughs> Um, and then I was like, fine. And then here we are. And I'm celebrating that I got a podcast mic. So, you know, growth has happened from January to the end of May here and holy cow, that was uncomfortable, but it's, it's fun. But yeah, like I was, well, I was thinking too, besides the podcast, it was like, just, you know, being on social media is uncomfortable for me. I was never a social media person. I never had my space. I never had whatever, like I literally didn't get Facebook until after I graduated college, um, and then Instagram looked like, I don't even remember why I signed up to do Instagram. And then here I am like sharing stuff on social media. It's still uncomfortable. I don't like being on stories. I don't like talking and I do it anyways. And the only reason I keep doing it is because like, I've met people like Emma and, um, other 
coach friends that we got to meet up with. And it's like, literally, I would not have met like my nearest and dearest friends nor travel to see them if I hadn't put myself out there and gotten uncomfortable. Cause I was just telling Emma before we even started recording, like, I'm grateful, you know, for the human I am and how old I am and stuff like that. But also if it wasn't for social media, I wouldn't have my nearest and dearest friends who are 10, 11, 12, 13 years younger than me. I guess I just have a young soul, you know, (laughs) you do have a young soul. Um, and the, the fact that you keep showing up and on social media and social media is something that is continuing to like change and evolve and like staying current with that, Mm -hmm. uh, it's continuing to be uncomfortable. So that's a good example. Um, for me, uh, Lindsay is, uh, asked me to, I I was going to say force me, but she didn't, she asked me (laughs) to do a half marathon with her. Hold on. Let's correct. You asked me to ask you, (laughs) like if we scrolled back into all these things, you asked me to ask you to do it with me. (laughs) Okay. I needed a push and I knew Lindsay would push me. I am here for you. (laughs) Yes, she is here for me. And uh, my husband had asked me to do a half marathon with him after I'd done a 10K in October 2019. And I declined. Well, I thought I said yes, like I put it out there, but then I never acted on it. And then I got pregnant. So, um, so I think that that's important to think about is, is there something physical that you can do uh, that's going to make your body move in a way that is uncomfortable? Well, maybe it's rock climbing. Maybe you that that would be fun for you. Um, but something physical that you can work up to, maybe it's doing like um, a tough mutter with your friends and training for that. Like there are so many things that you can do, even if it's a 5k, if you're not someone who has ran or ran in a long time. Uh, and also running postpartum is very different than running prepartum, <laughs> prepartum, <laughs> pre-baby, prenatal, pre Oh, prenatal that's true um so yeah training for half marathon because it scared the crap out of me but it also gives me an excuse to show up for myself consistently and when you have something to train for I'm finding it is making you show up when you don't want to show up yep 100% and it is so fun Emma you're gonna love it (laughs) (laughs) how many miles are we running this weekend four or five four and a half four and a half okay four and a half I can I can do it We did. We did four miles last Sunday and it was awesome. Like it was, I loved it. I, Emma was not happy with me, but I loved it. It was great. It was warm in Arizona. We made this perfect rectangle loop and I like talking the whole time. It was just really fun to run with Emma because I'm like, let's go. And she's just sitting there pissed off at me. And it was hilarious. And I loved every second of it. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay likes to run with a buddy. Like she'll usually run with a friend. Yeah. On my long runs. Yes. On their long runs. And I have always thought that that is torturous. Like I want to put music on and not talk. But then uh, the other day I was running. So I'd ran with Lindsay and then I came back home and I was running to the store and I called my sister. Well, she called me and I answered it. And I was like, oh, I'm running. And I recognized it was hard for me to talk like when I was talking to her and I was like oh I should probably slow down like it made me realize that I I wasn't focusing on my breathing I could have been more intentional with that and so I talked to her for the whole first mile and then I had ran target (laughs) to buy some buy some things and then on the way back I called Lindsay because I was like I kind of do I like this am I liking this so you might have you might have influenced me and I'm gonna give it a try you're welcome (laughs) I'll have to call you (laughs) Yeah, do it. I was saying that too. I'm like, can we run together? But talking on the phone, just like, you know, run along. It's nice. 
it is nice. Like it's different. And I was telling Emma too, I always, I usually train with music on my um, short runs. I always run with the buddy on my long runs. And when I run my races, I never have music. I just listen to everything around me. And I told her, I'm like, I'm that person that's like smiling as I run. Cause it's like, I don't know. It's just, once you get to that point, like you just want to take it all in. Like, that's what I feel like. I want to take it all in when I'm running a race because there's a lot of energy, uh, but you can't receive that if you're blasting your music. So that's true. Maybe I'll give it a try. And I know that when I did my 10 K, I believe that your body has to be in a certain physical condition for you to be able to like turn out, turn off the, the feeling of like, my body feels like it's about to break (laughs) any second. Uh, And I just don't feel like I'm there yet. But I know that when I did my 10 K, I was in a, like a cardio, a cardiovascular condition where it wasn't dreadful for me to breathe. And Mm -hmm. so I'm excited to get back to that point because I, when I, when I did that, I did really enjoy uh, I, I listened to music, but I was just, I felt the energy of people there. My husband kept saying like, slow down. You're going too fast. Like we're, we're doing a pace. And I'm like, no, you keep up with me. And so he, yeah. I was, I was dragging him along. So I'll get there. I'm just not there yet. Yeah. And that's fine. That's part of growth, right? Like that's part of getting uncomfortable is putting yourself out there, trying new things and not giving up when it gets hard. Yeah. Right. So is there anything else you want to add to this? defining yourself, reinventing yourself. Yeah. Um, I guess like always, I think we say this a lot, but like give yourself grace because there is no right or wrong answer. I mean, this is your life. You get to decide who you are and who you aren't. And I mean, it's okay to get it wrong. Right. Like I told you I'm 40 and I don't even know what I'm doing with my life half the time. And that's okay. Like, I feel like there's all this pressure to have a big goal or to, you know, be a certain way, but really it's more fun and it's more grounding to just say, you know what, I don't know. And that's all right right now, or I'm going to try this today. And if it doesn't work cool, I'll try something else tomorrow. And we get to make that choice. So give yourself grace. If you feel overwhelmed by it, like just do small steps. Like it's not, this doesn't have to be this grand thing. Like we talked about too. Yeah. A little bit at a time and, uh, you're doing great and we're proud of you. Yeah. And we're here for you. If you want to talk it out or if you want to be my running buddy, <laughs> Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you can find us on, we're on Strava. Um, is that how you say it? Strava, Strava, uh-huh. Strava. Strava. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can be, we'll cheer you on, um, uh, virtually or, you know, text message or whatever, because like, that's my thing. Like I, I'm, I'm your wing woman. I will, I will support you. <laughs> Yeah. Lindsay's good at that. Cause the other day I was running and my calves were really tight and I was really uncomfortable. And I, t- I immediately was like, I'm texting Lindsay. So I told Lindsay, like I'm struggling. And she, she gave me something tangible to do. She was like, look at the color of the sky, like listen to the birds, whatever. And the first thing I did was look at the sky and there's a plane. And then I thought about the plane. And then I thought about, I've never looked out of a plane and saw somebody running or people have ever, and it was like, my brain was allowed, it gave my brain the space to wander. And by the time I stopped thinking about the plane and that I was done. <laughs> Boom. Yay! I love that. I'm so glad that that worked for you because I wonder, (laughs) but that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So we're here for you in all mom things and, or running, I mean, all things (laughs) and we're proud of you. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye until next time. (laughs) 
Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. And more than anything, we hope you leave knowing that you are never alone in this messy, chaotic world we call motherhood. Until Until next time. time.